Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Monday. How's everybody doing? You aren't doing your regular intonations. I'm not. It's Monday, Jax. It's the holiday season. I don't know. I'm just feeling crazy. You're feeling frisky ever since you posted what you posted on the gram? Yeah. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Theo is at Radiation. I didn't go this week. Ben went with his prayers mom. Prayers up for due. Let's prayers start with due. Monday morning prayers up for due. That's important. And just know, like, I am giving everything I have to Theo's treatment. And... Spiritually, financially, financially, we understand. So I'm trying to change, shake it up Chicago. Maybe my new intonation will bring more viewers, you know? Bring more revenue. Yeah, like this is a business. <laughs> for sure. Okay, I'm, I'm always here for change. You know that I'm here for change. What, let me tell you what I'm not here for. My eye is still twitching. I know everyone's so done with hearing about my eye twitch. You guys, it's been, a, what is it now? Like three, four weeks? It's a bugging the shit out of me. So here's the thing about the show. We welcome all complaints. We do. We think it's a necessary part of the human experience. Of the Jewish faith. Of the Jewish faith. And we want you to complain. However, like, there's got to be like a cap. I agree. There's got to be a cap on this eye twitch. And I'm being tested. And I don't know why. And I think I might have to get an eye patch. And then, of course, make it like my entire personality. Of course. Should I get one? Theo needs an eye patch too. Yeah. You guys could be twinning. We'd just be a family of pirates. Arr, matey. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, turdy. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, turdy. Oh, let's talk about the cultural impact of that theme song. I would love to, but there's something really important that we have to talk about this morning. Oh my God, wait, what? Let me think. I don't know if you're going to guess okay. what I'm thinking of. There's always so many things to talk about. <sighs> so true. Thank God we have a daily podcast. Especially on a Monday. Like there was a long, there was a lot of weekend that happened. Okay. But the thing that I want to talk about primarily on today's show is your experience with a pet psychic. Oh my God. Wow. I totally forgot. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I literally. I'm obsessed. I literally had such a busy weekend. I totally forgot. Yes. I finally met with a pet psychic yesterday. And please share with everyone what she said. There was a lot that she had said. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a like a, a firm believer, you know? I'm not a skeptic. Like, I do feel like there are people out there who have some sort of third eye. I think there's definitely... There's vibes. There's merit to the, to the whole thing. Of course, I'm also a person who's, you know, deeply rooted in reality. So I try not to take, you know, everything so... Everything that she said so seriously. Literally. But you did engage a pet psychic over Zoom. Yes. Which is a choice. Yes. And let me tell you that pet psychic had a lot to say about Bruno. She did. And to be honest, facts on facts on facts. And now I think I have to believe everything she said. She came from my boy. I know what you're thinking. Did Did she say Bruno? She means Theo. No. She came for Bruno saying that Theo doesn't like Bruno, that Bruno eats his food and sits on his couch. Yep. Where else is he supposed to sit? He, I guess when Theo came through, like I know there's a lot going on in Theo's life and I just thought it was interesting. It was worth noting that, you know, for the first time ever, Theo's had the ability to speak to me directly, to communicate. And did he want to talk about his cancer? No. Did he want to talk about his pesky little cousin? Yes. 
Yes. And also there was something else that she said that we've been trying to interpret because it could mean a number of different things. So she was really fixated on, she said, Theo is saying he misses his palm tree. Now she was like, do you have a palm tree in your house? Maybe by the front door. And I said, I've never had a plant in my home in my entire life. So that's not it. Then I got to thinking about palm trees. Now, of course, I realize I'm sitting in front of a wallpaper full of palm trees. The toast didn't even cross my mind at that point, at that moment. What I had thought of was there's a, Jackie has a great backyard. And whenever me and Jack, me and Theo stay there, Theo gets to roam free because you have a totally fenced in backyard. It's probably the most freedom off leash he ever really gets. I leave him out there for literally hours. He sniffs. He one time had an altercation with an iguana. Him and Bruno took on this big ass iguana. It's kind of, I would say, an important geographic feature in Theo, Theo's life. Would you agree? I would agree. The iguana had brought our boys together. It was, a, it brought me together. Oh my God, I was freaking, no one was up yet. And so I took Theo out and Bruno was mulling around in the house. So I was like, let me take both the boys out. I let them go. They're running. And then they're both like doing something in the corner of your backyard. I'm like, let me see what's going on. There is an iguana who's bigger than them, like bigger than either one of them, who had obviously like climbed your fence and was clearly stuck in your yard. He couldn't figure a way to get out. Your yard is totally fenced in for the boys. And they went after him. These two boys went after the iguana. And I didn't know how to intervene because I thought it was dangerous. But what am I going to do? Touch the iguana? Like, I was totally helpless in that moment. And no one was awake. And it was so scary not to make their moment about me. But like, I was really kind of triggered. Right. But these boys are hunters. They are hunters and they are gatherers. And they showed that iguana who's boss. So all that to say that your backyard is very special to the and, boys. Yes. And it's a positive in Theo's life. So you thought the palm tree might have meant, and you texted me saying Theo wants to go to Jackie's house. like Because there is this part of your yard where there's like eight big palm trees that create this sort of like, I don't know, very uh, picturesque, very vacation-y, very Bahamian. Oasis. Oasis, yes. And it's one of my favorite parts of your backyard. It's very beautiful. And they're always, you know, running in and out of the trees. So I thought maybe that was him saying he wanted to go to your house. But then someone else was like, you know, palm trees are also a cornerstone of the toast. So maybe he wants to get back to normal life get back to work I don't know it's confusing I like obviously the first theory that's where my come mind went come on down anytime do Lala we would love to have you yeah open invitation so like I said we're doing a bit of the east a bit of the west a bit of the unknown today Theo's at round two of radiation I'm you did a bit of the north pole because you took him to see the Christmas lights I did my weekend was very theocentric you know we got a stroller for him so we were able to take him out of the house he's been you know kind of holed up and Theo's a, of course he's a King Charles Cavalier they're known for being like indoor dogs lap dogs they're he, lap dogs if he never left the house like it wouldn't be a big deal but Theo has an adventurous side I remember when we did his DNA results it said he was about two percent uh Neanderthal Neanderthal. And what was his wolfiness? Oh, I'm sorry. Not Neanderthal. Wolfiness. He had a, a 4% wolfiness. And so, that's via... Embark. Embark. That was one of our toast sponsors. They're not a sponsor anymore, but it really was a fabulous... We did it. It was like 23andMe for dogs. And they tell you their background. And I thought it was really interesting. It is very interesting. So you've done a bit of the east, the west, the north, and now you got to come south, Turdy. It's so true. Hey. So my weekend was very like Theo heavy, trying to, you know, make him comfortable. And I'm hoping that today we'll be able to, I don't know if we'll know yet if radiation or anything that we've been doing has been helping. I don't know if they're going to do x-rays. I do wish I was there. But like I said, these are expensive treatments and mommy's got to work. Mommy's got to work. Yes. So prayers up for due. Prayers up for due. 
And also the psychic told you that he's not in pain. Yeah. And so did the acupuncturist. Like, yes. do is okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she did say, like, she could see him making it to the spring, and that's really not what I was hoping for, you know? I was hoping, you know, for spring of 2100. Right. So <clears throat> that's why I'm really not, like, wanting to believe everything she said. But No, obviously this whole exercise was a crock. You also said that Ben was very much leading her. Yeah, that's the thing. Ben was... That's like rule number one if you're going to get engaged a psychic. Like, give them nothing. Poker face. How can you ever know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. No, it sounds like a crock, especially the part about my boy Bruce. No, that was probably the most legitimate part. He was so hurt by these allegations. Have you ever seen a psychic? I think I've stopped in. Yeah. You know, on the side of the road once, but not... Like, just, I don't know, maybe out of boredom. Not in like a meaningful a, way. Not in a meaningful way. It's not a recommended person. Just like, oh, let's get some tea on me. Yeah, I do have a lot of interest in seeing a medium. I think that would be interesting. And it's just too bad that when we interviewed Tyler Henry, he said he wasn't, you know, taking calls from the beyond. Damn, he hung up the phone. Do you remember that? Yeah, I I forget why he said he wouldn't do it. He was like off, you know, off the clock. But oh, Ter yeah. Teresa Caputo's never off the and clock. He, he hadn't had enough time to Google us. You know, she's at the grocery store. Oh my God, would you look at that hunk of prosciutto? Who's the young man who passed suddenly? You know? She's I never off the know. clock. No, it's like I were at a dinner party and they were psychic. Like, I'm always going to get into hear it. them out. I'm always going to hear them out. Like, what's, like, really, what's the downside if you don't put too much of a personal stake in it and don't right. make like actual serious decisions based off what they say? Exactly. But I'm always open, but you can't lead them on. You can't lead them one. on. Don't give them anything. It's true. Ben was definitely leading. But, you know, I'm I'm in this place in my life, and it's kind of the, the place is called Desperation Nation, where I am willing and open to try anything. So keep sending recommendations. Okay. And yeah, I get a lot of inbounds, like, make sure Turdy sees this. And I see it. Taylor Strecker has been, she's like, people have been messaging me. They need to get this information to you. I'm just sending it your way. I read everything. So thank you. Great. So glad to hear it. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Super busy. Lots of fun. Very tiresome, but good. Good. How I my finished. boys? Boys are great. They miss their dear Auntie Koja. I can't fucking wait. Let me just say that. I can't fucking wait to see those kids. Those kids ain't going to know what the fuck hit those fucking kids. They're not even going to know when Auntie Koja, when Hurricane Koja comes swirling through the living room. They are not going to know what's going on. It could be sooner if Theo has his way. And yes, I am going to hit your kids with that Koja spirit. Ugh, nothing better. No, and Olivia, tell Olivia when next time you see her, tell her kids to get fucking ready, okay? I will. We're scared. Well, actually, Hanukkah's this week, which is really exciting. I've been planning. I'm going to make latkes for the first time. I've never made latkes. I have. Really? By yourself? No, no. With the great Mark Schoenwetter. Oh, right. Of course. I'm sure you like made Mark do all the work and you took all the credit. Uh, Mark did do all the work when he and I made um, latkes together. For anyone who doesn't know, Mark is my dear friend who is the cutest man alive and is a Holocaust survivor. And last Hanukkah, I went to his house. He has a kind of like a really special recipe. Um... And ever since then, it's kind of like ruined latkes for me in general. It's like, it's like you're in Mark's thing. Yeah, no. And it's like no latka is ever going to be as good as the one I made with Mark. Right. What's the recipe? Where can I find it? It's, it's a shtetl recipe. It's a recipe from, you know, 
from back in the day. It goes, it dates back Anna to, you Tevka. know. Yeah, it's old school. He had a special like potato shredding machine that literally looked like uh, it was from Back to the Future. It was insane. Oh, wow. Well, I in my printer, I just printed a recipe. I had heard the New York Times vodka recipe is very good. Hopefully it's better than anything else that they do. I don't know how the New York Times could have a good latka recipe when the New York Times oozes anti-Semitism. Do the latkas come in swastika-shaped designs? No, I don't think so. But it would make sense for them to like want to profit oh, so the true. Jews but not support. By the way, I bet it's so good. Like that's their, like that's how far they're willing to go, you know, to profit off of Judaism. But if anybody has a good latke recipe, like I'm not tied to anyone. So you know what? I will ask Mark's daughters if they have his written down. They were so thin, like literally a cracker. It was so good. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, Thanks. like premium. So I'm excited about that. I made some banana bread yesterday too. Yum. Tasty stuff. And I read Britney Spears' memoir because we're recording The Redheads today. A new episode drops on Thursday. Great book for the end of the year. Such a quick read. I feel like I have a, real, a brief on Britney. And now when I see all these stories about her in the tabloids, which are every single day, and I usually kind of skip past because I'm just like giving Britney like her space. Like whatever yeah, she wants course. to do, go and do it. You've earned Agreed. the right. We don't need to like pick it apart. And I feel that way also after reading the book, but just with more context now on why she is the way she is. And it was just interesting. So I'm excited to recap the book with the girlies. And also it's our end of year episode. So we're doing top three books of the year, redhead and non-redhead. We are... Um so on the same cycle because I too finished my celebrity memoir and my book club also meets this evening. So tell me, cause I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but tell me like the juiciest thing you learned from Britney Spears's book. And I'll share like the juiciest thing I learned from Matthew Perry's. Okay. Well, it's hard because a lot of like the big things became news stories, like the abortion. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Um, I'm trying to think of other like things that I didn't necessarily know. Um, I don't know. There was like some Jamie Lynn slander, which of course. Jamie Lynn, the sister, not Jamie, the dad. Oh, I mean, there was so much, all family slander, which was weird because then also this weekend she was seen with her mom. Yes. But after having read the book, like she's written off her family. But also having read the book, it's like, I also understand why she always goes back to them. Cause like, that's just who she is. Even as they were like completely betraying her, like she cared so much about like what they thought of her. Yeah. Um, Cade is in the book a lot. I'm sure. Agent, and yeah. he just was a really good friend to her. Yeah. So that was really um, nice to read. And it was interesting how she felt about some of her songs and like mm. what album she considers like her best work. And also, I guess it's also about like, how many albums sold, but like she kept on talking about Glory, that that's her best album. I and I need to like go back. No, you probably have. I need to like go back and like look at all her songs. But it was the book felt like but very brief in, in chronicling her career. Like she just like one day is famous and huge and 200 million albums sold. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. How yeah. was that? So I guess she wasn't bothering people with that journey. No, she really wasn't. It, it moved very quickly, which was nice. Yeah. I would say the juiciest part of Matthew Perry's novel, and maybe people know this, but because of my age, like I wasn't aware of the um, like the context at the time, but uh, like the things about Friends, like first that they ended up being the highest paid people on television. And the reason that they, they got that was because David Schwimmer, when the show started, was probably, he had like the most clout. He was like probably the most famous one, maybe him and Courtney Cox. And he was probably slated to um, 
get paid the most. And he went to all the individual other cast members and was like, we should negotiate as a team. And it had it not been for him doing that, like he could have been greedy and, and made more than everyone else and it would have been like fair. But he decided that like moving forward for the rest of the show that they would all be like one solid unit in negotiating with the network, which I thought was interesting. I also didn't know that Jennifer Aniston was the one who wanted the show to end and that's, and they all like kind of agreed, but she was the one who said it and deci like decided it was over. Um, and I, I, I always gathered this as like a viewer of the show, but like Joey's character like made no sense in a lot of different ways. He was like this really good looking guy who was friends with all these women. Like it just, he was also dumb. Like it, his character was kind of messy. It, it, it never, I, 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 I couldn't even define like what his role was within the group. And like that was a general feeling. Like everybody understood that. And they said by seasons nine and 10, like those were Joey's best seasons. And that's why Joey got the spinoff Joey that lasted very, very briefly. But um, I always felt that was something like I just felt, not like that everyone else did. But apparently like they knew, they, they couldn't figure out Joey as a character. How do we solve a problem like a Joey? Exactly. So if you're a Friends fan, I, I loved the book. I think I, I gave it four out of five stars. Joey reminds me of Johnny Drama from Entourage. From my perch of barely watching both shows. Well, just because they're both like desperate out of work actors. Clowns. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Drama is one of the greatest characters in television history. Like they don't make him like Johnny Drama anymore. Yeah. I well, at least that. he got his justice. So true. Yeah. Um, so two good memoirs. What score did you give Brittany? I gave it a four. Same. Because I don't know that it got deep enough. I don't know that it was meant to, but I felt like she was talking about things, maybe expecting us to know, like from the outsider's perspective, like I don't ever know what happened, like why she got put in the conservatorship. Like she talks about how she was kind of like going, you know, not not even wild. She was just like having fun, living life, kind of living on the edge, but still only ever like drinking, not even in a abusive way, just having fun sort of way. And all of a sudden, like, you know, the hair shaving and the umbrella. And when she described those things, I was able to understand how she got to that point of the hair shaving and the umbrella, especially like all the rage against the paparazzi. But to get, have things get so bad with her family, I, I just like, it didn't. Like I there didn't were chunks missing? Yeah, or, yeah, I don't know. But maybe if I had been a little older at the time, I would be like, oh, I could put it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. not that anyone ever deserves to have that happen to them, but it's like that that didn't happen the first 10 years of her career. Like what really changed, but she was also going through a lot, but still it was just like a drastic measure to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really couldn't even tell you why they, why they did that. In mm -hmm. a re like other than the fact that like Jamie Spears is a very controlling man. His father was a very controlling, abusive man. That's obviously like the thread that they drew mm -hmm. that he got, that he was like abused by his dad and like he was doing those same things to Britney, like very, very controlling of her. Um, uh, beside that, I don't know what Britney, she said she like drove like to the edge of a cliff, like in a fun way and like was like, you know, just adrenaline rushing. Yeah. A conservatorship? Yeah, you know, like, how did we get there? How did we get out? How did we get out? I mean, she thanked the fans so much. She was in, like, an institution, a uh, mental facility, when, and no one knew she was there, and she couldn't communicate with anyone. And one of the nurses there, like, showed her online, like, people, like, sh doing, like, free Britney stuff for the first time, and how it meant so much to her Aww. that, like, somehow her fans knew that she wasn't okay. Yeah. And that's, like, what got the ball rolling. 
and also her kind of, you know, invest, like taking a chance on herself and finding a new lawyer and deciding like, I'm going to get out of this. Cause also they hadn't put her in an institution until then where she couldn't get out. And she's like giving blood once a week and, and going like in bed from like nine to nine and can't do anything. Doesn't have oh a phone. Yeah. So that, that was like rock bottom of the conservatorship, but also like then her fans like sense. And I do remember it being that way where like, yes, there were a lot of hardcore fans that were like, What's going on with Britney? Where's Britney? Free Britney. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, that's exactly what it was. No, it's it, it's one of those very few rare instances where like the internet's instinct was like right on the pulse of what was really going on. Yeah. And like it happens all the time and people are always wrong, you know? They're like, I think this. But it really was true and it galvanized the entire fandom. Yeah. And, and they also, really created real change. Also, I have questions about Kevin Federline. Okay. Because he, in the book, like not a good husband, you know, used the kids against her. He got so much more custody than she did. At this present moment in time, does she see her sons? Why do I feel like there was drama where her sons were like talking about her? Yeah, no, she doesn't see her sons. They, one of them just turned 18. So um, he's not like a minor anymore, but the other lives with Kevin and they have decided they don't want to see Brittany. It's just so, like, when she was a mom, I didn't realize she had two kids in two years. She had her first son and got pregnant three months later. Like, that's wow. really close together. And so she's, like, has a newborn and, and is pregnant, carrying her babies. Like, there's all that footage of her, like, when she, like, yeah. trips. Like, she's literally pregnant, holding a child with, like, a thousand shutter flashes around her. Like, that's not... Anyways, yeah. she loves her son so much. Like, everything she did was, like, to try and get time with them. But, like, how did this loser get her kids over her like when at one point she's the most powerful like pop artist in the world I don't know how you can like see that much power even though it was taken from her I know you know I don't know enough about like the whole Britney Kevin situation and I know that the Britney fans like hate Kevin they think he's like a yeah. couch potato who cashes Britney's checks for child support and I'm sure that he does but there is you know it is worth noting that like while Britney was struggling, like they had a dad who, who, who took care of them, you know? Yeah. And I, I think there's merit in that. And like, yeah, he doesn't work and he cashes Britney's checks, but those kids are alive and well. And there's, there's value in that. So I think he gets like a lot of hate and I'm sure some of it is warranted, but I do think not enough people talk about the fact that like for many years, Britney was unable due to her health to be a fully present mom. And like their dad was there for them. And I, I don't know. I think like not enough people talk about that, but I also don't know en enough about it. Yeah, I just don't know enough about it. It's like, why did he want, she was always worried when she met him, she found out later that he had one small child and a child on the way. And so she was worried oh. that he was going to leave her when her kids were little, which is exactly what he did. But then why did he want them so badly? Like that didn't seem accord. Is it just so that he would get the child support and like that was his um, income and job? It's possible. She didn't say that, but see, these are the things I'm like trying to piece together that I don't fully understand. And then he did raise them prime, like with pr more custody than she did. She no, had. and as the, as they got older, they chose to live with him. So there's something to be said for, you know, for that. Yeah, but also there was an incident with Jamie Spears, the dad. He yes. like got ab abusive towards one of them. So then they got a restraining order against him. And so if the dad was conservative over Britney and always around Britney, then Britney couldn't be around Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, a kind of left with a lot of questions still. Yeah. But a general outline of the last 40 years. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're going to dive in, if that's okay with you. Always okay with me. 
Without further ado to do to do about Dew's trip to the pet psychic, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. Today's episode is brought to you by Papaya Reusables. As you know, Jackie and I are very popular and we have a laundry list of people to buy holiday gifts for. But it's not stressful. Ask me why, Jax. Why is that, Turdy Lou? We found a holiday gift for everyone in our life, no matter age, gender, or personality type, and they're going to be obsessed. Ooh, color me intrigued. What is it? Papaya reusable paper towels. We've been using them for months and we already introduced them to the toasters, but now it's time for everyone on our list. I agree. I'm planning on giving them to a few of my friends who are homemaking girlies. They don't even realize how much they need them in their life. Here are the basics. One sheet replaces 17 rolls of disposable paper towels, and whenever I hear that fact, I'm shook. Each set comes with a cute little hook. You'll hang it on your backsplash in your, or maybe in your bathroom. And then when you have a mess to clean up, you don't have to grab a million paper towels. Just grab the papaya. Rinse it in the sink and hang it back up next time to dry. Because I don't want to touch a roll of paper towels or clean with a disgusting, stinky rag ever again. Papaya is it for cleaning. And ever since I moved into my house, I've been trying to maintain like that Fresh, just moved in, clean feeling. So I've been using it on everything. It's very versatile. If you're looking for a last minute holiday gift, papaya is for everyone. They're going to love it and you're going to look like a good person. So it's a win-win. Now you're saying, Trudy, I already bought all my holiday gifts. Calm down. Just buy some papaya for yourself then. It's almost the new year. So it's the perfect time to change habits. Stop using disposable paper towels and make an eco-friendly switch that you're going to love. The discount is fabulous because the team at Papaya are huge toasters. So they're always giving you guys the best deals. Go to papayareusables.com right now. Use code TOAST for 30% off site wide that's papayareusables.com and use code toast for 30% off papaya is just one of those products that until you actually try it you're like okay that just sounds like a rag but once you hang them up around your house and start using them it's like yeah I get the hype now papayareusables.com today's episode is also brought to you by manscaped ladies today we're we're being santa's number one helper the holiday season go beyond the boring gifts and the stuffy stuffing stocking stuffers and get something that your man actually needs the performance package 5.0 from manscaped the ultra the ultimate grooming bundle is designed to treat his special snowflake give the gift of joy and perfection and slay the holiday down with 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com manscaped is just the go-to place for everything grooming for the man in your life so also i used recently on theo so really any man in your life grooming essentials Ear and nose trimmers, everything you could possibly need comes in this performance package 5.0 Ultra from Manscaped. So that's the lawnmower, it's the ultra body trimmer, the weed whacker, which is for nose and ear hair. They are both waterproof. You can use it in the shower. Um, they also have aftershave lotion in there, an anti chafe ball deodorant. The gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there. The bundle comes with two free gifts. Manscaped boxers and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag because man men need pouches and I feel like pouches are for the girls but Manscaped understands like pouches are also for the boys. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use code toast at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code toast. His balls will be singing baby it's cold outside. This is actually really the perfect size for a stocking stuffer. It's also just a great gift. Use code toast at manscaped.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Liquid IV. No matter where or how you're hydrating this season, Liquid IV is the hydration brand fueling your well-being. And their hydration multiplier can keep you going through the end of the year and, and beyond. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, all in a single stick. Now it's available in sugar-free. And you can choose from three delicious flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. I love lemon lime. I also feel like the end of the year, like we've all just pretty much given up on productivity. Liquid IV is making sure that's not going to happen. Like no crashes. You'll feel good. You'll be hydrated. No midday migraines. We are getting through to the end of the year and we're going to slay, slay the house down. 
you know, with liquid IV. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. It has eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Always have one in your purse. If you're traveling, if you have a hangover, if you're just not feeling well, have it in your purse. It will save your life one day and you'll be like, thanks, Turi Lou. So grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Shapiro approved. Or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TOAST at checkout. So it's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration using promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. This is just a product you want to have in your house. Always throw one in your purse. Keep it in the cabinet. I really like the lemon lime flavors, but flavors are personal. So choose what you like, but I like lemon lime. Tastes like like a soda. It's really good. Um, and just have it stocked. You never know when you need one after a long night, just long day, midday crash. Check it out. Thank you, Latter Dylan. You're welcome. You're welcome. Our first story, it's always the first story on a Monday, usually. It's true. It's tailored, and Travis Taylor went to Wisconsin to see her mans take on the Green Bay Packers. She was and lose. Her. And lose. This was the first game she was in, in attendance where they lost, so... She'll obviously have to be there for him, a shoulder to cry on. I think he's yeah. going to cry some big fat tears. Because honestly, like, it, they lost. But, like, Travis also, like, played poorly, you oh, know? Did. did you watch the game? I did. And literally, I, there was two minutes left. And I turned to Ben. I'm like, where is Travis? Like, I literally didn't even see him. And it was a very interesting day of football because the Eagles and the Chiefs both lost. Now, so I the, saw that the Eagles played the 49ers, which is a really big game. And I think that'll probably yes. be their conference championship because they're like the best in their leagues. And it was last year. And the 49ers won. I love that. I'm so happy for them. Not only did they win, they slayed the house down. But I don't know why I feel like that means the Eagles are going to win next time because they're like extra hungry for it. So I said the same thing to Ben. Um, but... They were, they had the home game, the Eagles. Like they had the home field advantage. I think maybe next time it'll be in San Francisco. Like, is that how it works? I feel like the Eagles, like they thrive in more of an underdog situation. Like when they're on yeah. top, they, they don't know what to do. Like, it's like, you know, the, he, oh, he said in his Super Bowl speech, like hungry dogs eat first or something like that. Like that's their, they're scrappy. Vibe. They're scrappy. They don't want to be like, you know, a big fat high on the hog. No, I, I agree. Big Fat High in the Hog is like so Chiefs. Yeah, like always winning. We stay winning. Like Patriots, they're not that. And I just think it's worth noting, like the Eagles have lost two games this season to both of my teams, the 49ers and the Jets. That's insane that they lost to the Jets. No, it's just kind of like one of my favorite fun facts about this current NFL season that I bring up probably once a week. Are you sure that's true? Positive. That's insane. They're like 11 and two or 10 and two, whatever. Even if the Jets do nothing else of note this year, like that's insane. But the Jets won't do it nothing else of note this year because did they lose yesterday? Yes. Did they score a touchdown even? No. But is December 24th three weeks away? Yes. And rumors are swirling that Mr. State of Grace will be making a grand return. Yes. Can't wait. I can't. Okay. I can't wait for that. So Eagles 49ers, I actually feel like the Eagles have a better chance of winning the next time they play because they lost. Yeah, no, I know. They have something to prove. Like, And they love having something to prove. That's just like I know. I thought the same. Them. I literally said the same thing to Ben. I'm like, I kind of wanted, you know, the Eagles to win just so that next time, like, you checking the boys are just like matter. lit up. They're madder. Yeah, rub some dirt in it. You so know? the only loss that's really kind of like a big L is 
the Chiefs. What are you doing? No, and the Packers are like not a bad team by any means, but they're not like, there's like an elite upper echelon of teams right now. It includes like the Eagles, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and like, I think maybe there's one other team that's doing really well. Oh, the Detroit. I just feel like I wouldn't have included like Green Bay in there. Like no, Green and Bay they just at this point wasn't Aaron. even sl- Yeah, and Green Bay at this point like wasn't even slated to make the playoffs. So like, what are you doing? Yeah, and Taylor's there. She came all this way. She brought her plane and her friends and her coat. And yeah, he stunk. Yeah, not not cool. Not cool. But let's talk about Taylor and Brittany. And I feel the, like this was the first game she went to where there wasn't like a lot of news. There wasn't a lot of photos or videos. Yeah, I wonder maybe like the culture in Green Bay they just like didn't really care as much because it wasn't a home game. No way. Like. Why they were like putting up signs like we're here for Simone Biles because her man plays for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, no. And I love that. And I'm here for Simone Biles, too. But like they didn't put her on TV a lot. Like there just wasn't a lot of content that came out of it. Yeah. But people are speculating that she borrowed Brittany Mahomes coat. She definitely did. But the girl next to her was also wearing the same coat. Oh, maybe like one of the Chiefs wags has like a. Uh, a coat line, line of a line of coats. Yeah, I thought the girl next to her, she was blonde. She was wearing the exact same coat. I thought she might have been a body double. I don't like the coat. So the fact that maybe three different people purchased it as opposed to, you know, everyone sharing is shocking. I, I don't like I'm not into like big coats like with no and the, that, the, that fuzzy material. Yeah, like that's not fur. I'm at, I'm literally no, it's wearing what it. I'm wearing today, too. Yeah. Teddy vibes. I'm actually not. I think it makes like I'm wearing something like it. And I think it, it makes me look like I think it's unflattering. No, but um, also Teddy vibes in red. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it like it, it reminds me of Clifford. It's giving Clifford. I have the same thought. I guess like it's red for the chief. So we must accept it. And she looks awesome. And I love the bun. I'm I love the bun. For the bun. I loved the boots. Like it was a cute look for sure. I do wonder if it's Britney's coat. They like they seem really tight. And Taylor's been in Kansas City. Britney up until, flew with her. Did she on Air Swift? I mean, Air Swift greater than every other airline on the planet. I would give my right arm. And then they jetted out immediately after game. I mean, why would they stick around? But they made it seem like like she skipped, dipped out because they lost, which she obviously no. Didn't. What was she going to spend the night in Wisconsin? She's going home to Kansas City, right? To Travis's house. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, if Brittany was with her, they flew. I don't back think to they flew home together. Oh, maybe she just needed a ride there. I'm sure they did everything together. Honestly, except yeah, why did yeah. they part ways when they were backstage? I'm so glad you brought that up because they spent the the game together in the same box. But the video we had gotten of Taylor entering the arena from like the backstage, you know, underground entrance, she walks in with Brittany and then they literally give each other a kiss on the cheek and part ways. Yeah, it's like Taylor had to go through a separate entrance. I know why. Because at the beginning of games, because I went once with like with a wag, there is um, like the families go on the field before kickoff and like say hi to their husbands and stuff. You like stand behind this rope and their husband, like you always stand in the same place and your husband comes and finds you. Um, and it's like so cute. That's where all the girlies like take the cute picture as Olivia Culpo's always doing it. And then you go up to your seats and Taylor's not doing that. Yet. Yet. I don't, I don't think Taylor would ever do it. Honestly, I think for her to be on a stadium, on a field with so many other people is like actually a security issue. Like one of the fans could literally just jump down and like, I don't think she would ever do it. Even if she, they're married yeah. with kids. Yeah. But what if the kids want to go? Yeah. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No, I think 
in the course of their relationship, it will happen at least once. I mean, I can't say any, like every time I make a prediction, I'm wrong. Like this has been so unpredictable. Okay, well, I feel like every time I make a prediction, I'm wrong too. So it's like, if we make opposite predictions, one of us has to be right. Okay. It increases our odds. We should do that for everything. Then the toast is always right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's seven years in. How are we just thinking of this? Because we're really not like the type of people who like make pop culture predictions. No, and like, don't. I don't care if my predictions come true or not. Like I'm just having fun, you know? And also like I'm so authentic that I really like if I have a gut feeling on a prediction, like I'm sharing what I actually think, not, you know, trying to increase my odds in Vegas. No, and I'm so authentic that like <laughs> this show is reflective of my personality and my brand and my brand like is being dumb and wrong all the time. Like, sorry. Yeah. I'm just that authentic. <laughs> You love to see it. Authenticity at its finest. So that's your football recap for the weekend. Taylor and Travis going strong. Now she'll be there for him in this low of his. Time of it's need. Like, it's not been the greatest few weeks for them and her, but I think they're there for each other and that's what matters. Yeah, I think so too. I think the fact that she came to the game, you know, public, you know, publicly facing, showed up for her man. I think it's good. Yeah. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Jerry Turner, the Golden Bachelor, is now? Um, no, is standing up for himself, dismissing the weight shaming claims. He oh, yeah. said he really doesn't have time to think about it. Oh, also, I wanted to say it was spoiled for me, too. I saw. <gasps> I'm so sorry. I saw the name and then me like too. I saw the two of them sitting down for an interview. So like now I'll recognize her, too. Me, too. Yeah, but uh, Golden Bachelor star Jerry Turner seemingly blew off claims that he allegedly broke up with his ex-girlfriend due to her weight gain. He told the LA Times, I don't have time to reflect on comments like this. <laughs> my only response is that I have so many positive things in my life right now. I have the wonderful love of blank. Blank. Spoiled again. My partner. <laughs> <laughs> he shared, adding that he is happy to look forward. Also, in the interview, he did kind of talk about the claim that he hadn't dated since his wife and was like you know I guess that is untrue but we have different it's very like subjective what dating right or, and being in a relationship means yeah um one thing about me like I'm not canceling Gary like no, I'm, I'm just not canceling not. Gary and I also kind of love like when you're 72 years old and like you know thyself like you you don't have a hard time standing up for yourself no, and this is what's refreshing about like the Golden Bachelor is the crop of people and the the talent isn't your typical, you know, 22-year-old influencer on the rise. Like where, you, oh, I'm sorry. Like yeah. Gary doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, we're not getting a video from Gary. We're not getting a notes app screenshot. Like Gary does, Gary don't give a fuck. Gary is not listening. He's not learning. Gary is not over party. Gary is not over party. So that's a party I'll go to. Me too. I think I'll wear this hat to the party tonight. You should. Gary would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary would love it. Gary would love everything. Because Gary's a nice guy. And that's what you get when you do the Golden Bachelor. 
I can't believe like we literally, and this is actually one of our predictions that did come true. We said that people were going to like dig up Gary's old tweets. I honestly didn't think they would travel to Indiana and find like the cocktail waitress who saw him on a date one time, thus disproving he never dated after his wife died. I didn't think they would go that deep, but the depravities of the current state of journalism never cease to amaze me. No, and the depravities and links they had to go to get something on Jerry just for me underscores that he must be an amazing man that like this was it. This was the worst of Gary. Right. He was actually installing hot tubs when he said he was retired. Like, oh, I'm so sorry he wants to work. Yeah. He's boy with a job. Get your fucking ass up and work. And that's what Kim was talking about. Like, exactly. She was talking about Gary. Speaking of Kim, did you see this forlorn Balenciaga show? Hashtag collab with Erhawan. Like, the bar is low. The outfits were low. Terrible. I, I guess everyone has just officially moved on from Balenciaga. Like the like the, the elites, elites. Have, but the people have not. If anyone who wears Balenciaga or promotes Balenciaga, you look at the comments, the people oh, are yeah. still here. Yes. Okay, also, that's when I went shopping a few weeks ago and it was holidays, so like everything is, you know, buzzy and there was one bag. I was in like the designer section. There was one sale shelf and it was all Balenciaga bags. The people are not happy with Balenciaga still. Every time I um, walk or drive past the Balenciaga store in the city, I always, I'm just like curious. I have not seen a human being in there since this whole thing happened. Like seriously. And at the beginning, they had police standing outside for a while. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone's going to do anything crazy in the store aside from like not want to buy their things. And it also doesn't help that their things, like every time I see Kim wearing it, it's so ugly. Oh yeah. Her outfit was really ugly. I will say like that little bag with the B on it. Yeah. It's cute. It comes in every color. So whatever your favorite color is, like you could get one. Maybe if things had gone differently for Balenciaga, at some point I might have gotten it in pink. It's a good evening bag. It's Yeah, it's just a, it's a cute bag. So, so that's a loss, but those outfits are not. No, it's like enough with the sweatshirts and the spandex. Like it's so ugly. Yeah. And it's like, you can get that anywhere. It doesn't have to be... And I don't know, just doing it as like a collab with Erewhon, when I think of Erewhon now is like, it's so TikTok-y. It's like, it's so influencer-y. And I think not, I mean, I love influencers, but I think they're beneath Balenciaga. Like, actually, yeah. I don't, actually now, no, but you no. know what I mean. But like the fact that Kim was like, she's like a meme with her Erewhon bag. Yeah, it was so like basic and uninspired. Basic was the word I was going to use. Yeah, I was shocked at that too. There was also another fabulous event in LA last night. One of those Academy of things. Yes, and I will move it to our next story because that fake event where everyone just looks gorgeous and takes pictures, but we don't know what we're celebrating happened last night. It's called the Academy Museum Gala. But that's new. I, I haven't heard of that one. A couple times a year, there are these things and their names are familiar to me. LACMA. LACMA is only becoming familiar because they keep pushing it. Well, I never heard of this one. And I've never, this carpet didn't look familiar no, to me at Claudia, all. No, Claudia, this happens every year. Remember we saw those pictures of like Kaya Gerber and. That was LACMA. That was Are you LACMA. sure? Positive. La- and Austin Butler? Yes. Okay, this one is the Academy Museum Gala at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles. So it's like an Oscars, like it sounds like a pre-Oscars type of event. No, it's like. I don't even know if there's an event. I think it's just like pictures on a carpet and then everyone goes home. Like I, I seriously think this is a front. I It's a have money never, laundering scheme. I've never heard of this event. But you see the pictures are like, so Kendall was there, Haley Bieber, they look gorgeous. Like I feel they like- They both looked stunning. I feel like it's just an event for people to get their pictures. Um, yeah. 
And then I don't know what happens on the inside if there even was an inside. Right. Like, where does the carpet lead to? There's nothing behind them. No, I know. It's, this is, it's, it's giving industry plant. It's a front. Yeah. Let me search for more information. Academy Museum usually, Gala. Usually we'll see like a couple photos from the inside. And after also. After party. Right, right. On Instagram. And remember that time that Lady Gaga went? We were like, what is this? She went to LACMA? I don't know. Is it LACMA? No, there are a few events every year that like genuinely confuse me. But the roster is so A-list that you're forced to pay attention. And that's what happened with LACMA. So now when LACMA happens once a year, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the LACMA thing. Yeah. But then there was that other event in New York the other week. What was that? <sighs> yes, there was. There was. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was a lot a of people were there. Thing. But it wasn't was CFDA. It? I thought it was like a TV thing. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I'm looking at more pictures from the event and it's just, it goes, this carpet leads to nowhere. There's no other people on the carpet. There's no one behind you. They're not going anywhere. It's giving Black Mirror. Yeah. Well, everyone who goes looks great. Of course they do. Yeah. That's the point. And then they go but, home. But what is it? It's probably like a great night out for a celeb. Like you don't actually have to go to the event. You just get your photo taken and then you get to like go to In-N-Out and go home. Yeah. Or like go to catch in your right, nice right. dress. Sushi park. Sushi park. That sounds good. What are you having for oh. lunch? Oh my God. I was actually thinking about that on the way over here because I woke up particularly hungry. I had the, probably the biggest meal of my life last night. What'd you have? I went to um, Reserve Cut, which is like probably the best kosher restaurant in the city. It's all the way down in the financial district. So like I never go. And I've probably been three times in my life. And every time I'm there, I'm like, I should go more. But um, I pretty much ate everything that was put in front of me. I had for on uh, appetizer, short rib brisket in a taco. I had crispy rice, spicy tuna. Then I had a big ass filet mignon with some French fries. And then I had a chocolate cake. Wow, I'm so jealous. I had a hot dog. Oh, that's disgusting. Why? Like, I don't know. Hot that's dogs rude. By the way, hot that, dogs. By the way, that's rude. You. I said I'm jealous because you had a four course meal and I had a hot dog. You said it like it was I, bad, so I was just playing along with like your energy. No, uh, my energy wasn't. My energy wasn't disgusting. That's no, called I just yucking feel, someone's I, yums turdy. I feel as though hot dogs cooked at home like are never good. Grilled on a barbecue? I don't think that they're ever good. Yeah, at a baseball game, honestly, on the street corner with the crowd and the, I could see it being good. You know, chili, chili con carne dog. Like I could see that. I don't know. Like cooking one up in your house, it's on the grill outside. It's weird to me. That's weird to me. That it's well, weird to you. I guess we're just weird girls. That you would yuck a yum. And you know how much I love hot dogs. But I was just saying, like, my meal was, you know. I literally was just, like, playing off of your energy. Like, searching for victimhood much. Like, no, my I'm God. Not. I'm just pointing out bad manners much. Jackie, you're beneath this sort of conversation. Honestly, you're beneath. No, this you're is talking you. about your filet mignon and your short rib tacos. And I was just saying, like, I had a singular hot dog. I, I, disgusting is a bit of hyperbole. You're beneath this that. Com this conversation is hyperbolic. Like, are you okay? You stole my no. word. You stole my phrase.
You stole my phrase first. What was your phrase? Beneath you. Beneath me. I can't with you. You can't with me let's because get, you're wrong. Let's get back to the task at hand. What are you having for lunch? Let's get down to business to defeat the hun. Um, what am I having for lunch? I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. Me neither. Actually, I just had like an inspired idea. What? Let me just see if any of my friends were like usually available for lunch. Like wanna wanna get lunch. They want to lunch with you. I need to think because okay. I feel like if I wanted some of my lunch, might need planning. But I don't think I'm going to order something. Right. I love lunch. What's your favorite meal of the day? Would you say? Dinner. Dinner's my favorite too, but like what's your reasoning behind it? That I just have enough time to, like whatever I want, I have enough time to anticipate it and get it or make it versus like it's already lunchtime. I have, I've made no plans. I've made no arrangements. Yeah, lunch kind of creeps up on you and then you're like waiting for dinner. Yeah. I like dinner because like in my current health journey, like I, dinner is where I kind of just like fuck shit up. You know, I try to be good during the whole day and then dinner's like, let's go balls to the wall. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Are you ready for our next? It is great. Are you ready for our next story? It is great. And no, I'm not ready for our next story. You don't look ready. Do you want to ask me why? Why? Because our next story is brought to you by Etsy. So it's the holiday season and we want to talk to you about Etsy. If you're like us, you're on a mission to find handcrafted, affordable gifts made by independent sellers. Well, whether you're searching for custom home pieces like cutting boards, linens, throw pillars, pillows for your favorite holiday hosts or personal items like purses, necklaces, and seasonal jackets for your most stylish friends or family, Etsy has it. And let me tell you, I had gotten really creative for holidays this year because of our secret Santa and Etsy was my First place that I went to. La Tour de Lou, same. And I would tell you guys what I got on Etsy, but I don't want to spoil Secret Santa. But I would not have been able to get a dynamic, wonderful Secret Santa present without Etsy. That's for damn sure. And if you have like a crazy idea for a gift, just like go to Etsy. Somebody's making it. Yeah. It's so good from like anything from home to fashion. I also, a lot of people were wondering where I got my Halloween um, costume. I got it from a vintage store on Etsy. Etsy like is the place for for gifts like if you have something unique and you don't know where like where should I start etsy.com no, but just even search if it. you have a person and you like okay I know what they like just start typing things into etsy like there are people there along with you they'll give you ideas like etsy is where we're going for holiday shopping gifts that are personal and gorgeous and unique and special and meaningful Etsy has it for all budgets and any gifting mission. So if you're new to Etsy, use code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50. Expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. Check it out. Today's episode is also brought to you by Mattress Firm. When you sleep on the right mattress, everything just becomes clear. And Mattress Firm is the place to go. They have great sales, especially this time of year. And your mattress is arguably the most important thing in your home. Like it's where, at least for me, it's my desk it's my obviously my sleeping place it's also my kitchen like it's everything to me and my mattress is from mattress firm they carry so many fabulous brands minus Tempur-Pedic and I did buy it at one of their fabulous sales like the one going on right now there's so many great reasons to shop at mattress firm specifically you could shop in store or online 
Um, but they have so many, you know, great offerings, like 120 nights to make sure it's right for you or you get your money back. They also carry a wide selection of high quality mattresses from top brands at every price point, and they will find you the right mattress from a wide selection. Whether you're a parent, you know, your sleep can decline in the first months postpartum. Children can affect your sleep patterns. Sleep plays a key role in our emotional well-being, especially during parenthood. If you travel a lot, it can disrupt your circadian rhythm. The holidays can throw your sleeping habits through a loop. So the stress of people coming into town, getting stuff for everyone on your list, it can keep you up late at night. So shop in-store or online to find the right mattress at mattressfirm.com. You could take advantage of their major deals on top of Brands during Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale. Shop in store or online at mattressfirm.com. That's mattressfirm.com. There's really never a bad time to invest in your wellness, and Mattress Firm understands that. That's why they have an amazing sale going on right now. So check it out. Thanks, La. You're welcome, Fa. Our next story one of our favorite girlies is a married woman. Uh, who? Let me think. Who got married? I didn't know until I checked the stories this morning. It was pretty low key. Who? Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, I got a people notification about it this morning. Married professional baseball player Cole Tucker in Mexico. So Vanessa and her fiance said, I do on Saturday in Tulum. Sources confirmed to people. Over the weekend, a photo surfaced on X of her posing on the beach barefoot in a casual white dress, which fueled speculation that she celebrated her wedding. Her former HSM co-star Marnie Coleman posted a video on her Instagram story showing footage of a tropical setting in Tulum. Oh, I'd love that. Um, Taylor was there. Yes, her BFF, Gabriella and Taylor, back together. So what is the status of her relationship with Ashley Tisdale? Because Ashley Tisdale is really tight with Austin Butler. Yeah. like best friends. And I think things got weird. Right? So I'm assuming she wasn't there. I don't know. We don't know much about this wedding because it was all very low-key and it's all coming out slowly. So maybe she was there and we'll find out soon. Stay tuned. I hate to be that person because I'm really happy that she's moved on. But like I'm I my feet stand firmly like in the era of Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens. Like I just I I think it's wrong. Like I think it's wrong what happened. It is wrong what happened. I stand firmly with Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron. Like you can't watch High School Musical and tell me that those two aren't meant to be together forever. Like it hurts to watch. It's like watching Twilight like Edward and Bella like. The love that they have for each other. And I actually think this is more because they were a little bit more like PDA about it. They were obsessed with each other. And I just yeah. don't see why it can't, couldn't work today between them. Like now when I look at Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, I'm like, yeah, you two. No. Yeah. Not, well, no, one no. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, she's like a like gay. So obviously <laughs> like it's not even in the realm of possibility. Right. So no, no, no. It's not going to happen. I st- I do still feel sadness. I do. But like say. Vanessa like, Hudgens and Zac Efron, I feel like they could like, be a new couple that we reported on. Like they are yeah. still it right for, for me. one another. They're right for what I mean, of course she's now, you know, happily married to someone else and I it's not what you want to hear the day after your wedding, but like Right. Hopefully she's not listening because it's how I feel. This is my truth. So I'm so glad you brought up Zach Efron because you know, Matthew Perry had said, like, when he dies, and if there's ever like a biopic about him, he wants Zach Efron to play him in a movie. I think they really connected on 17 again. And I thought it was interesting that Matthew Perry didn't bring up 17 again in his book because he talked a lot about the work that he did after Friends and how, like, because of his um, addiction, he became kind of just like nobody wanted to work with him. So he started writing a lot. And so we talked a lot about his post-Friends career. And I would argue that 17 again was, at least commercially, one of his biggest successes after Friends. Yeah. 
But then at the end of his book, he had a little montage of photos of moments that he had referenced in the book. And he had a, a photo of him from 17 again. And he wrote a little blurb about how the, um, the reviews were not good for his performance in that movie and people said he looked tired and he was like I was supposed to look tired yeah that was the point but also now that I think about the movie it's like his character was the main character but him as an actor wasn't because he gets replaced by Zac Efron pretty early on when he becomes 17 again oh yeah so is Matthew Perry like not in the middle of the movie is he just in the beginning of the end yeah oh yeah the whole point is that like he hates his life and he's like tired of it and that's why he he Looks becomes tired. T- yeah, but then he becomes 17 again early on, and then he yeah. only comes back at the end. So I, That's a great movie. It is a great movie, but that's also probably why he's not the main... If, if the movie like was nominated for an Oscar, he wouldn't be best actor. A supporting, he even. He might not even be best supporting because that other guy is, that funny guy. And then also the wife. Is that Leslie Mann? Yeah. She's great. That's a great movie. Michelle Trachtenberg. Uh, oh my God, Michelle Trachtenberg. The, by the way, thus fueling my conspiracy theory about who the fuck blackballed Michelle Trachtenberg. What happened to hashtag where in the world is Michelle Trachtenberg? You have to have her on the toast. We need to be doing the important interviews. We have to have her on the toast. Like that's what the world needs. That Georgina Sparks, ex-Ice Princess, ex-17 again. On the toast. Ex-Harriet the Spy. <gasps> Harriet the Spy. No, she's an immensely talented person. I hope she's really happy. Let's check her Instagram. Does she yeah, have I Instagram? Hope, I hope maybe she wasn't blacklisted. Maybe she left this toxic industry to find peace. Well, I'm all about that. Maybe she's with Addison Ray. Addison Ray was at the event last night, the LACMA Academy LACMA. Looking like perfection. 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 Okay, she does have Instagram. Is she active? She is active. What's the last thing she posted? A selfie that says naughty or nice list. Oh, so somewhat recently. 21 hours ago. Oh, obsessed. I should follow her. I don't know if if you're going to. There's a lot of art. Some some Harry Potter comedy. Is she in Harry Potter? I think it's Harry Potter. No, I think she's just a fan. Relatable. That's okay. my relatable queen. It's an, it's what a, was the story? Vanessa Hudgens is married woman. Oh, so yeah, like I'm happy. I am. But there is like a sadness. Inevitable? An inevitable sadness? Terrible sadness, actually. Also, like I know she was engaged. And I know that like this is what I happens know. when people. I know are in relationships and engaged. But to me, the fact that Vanessa Hudgens is a married woman, I just didn't see it for her. No, and I'm just, I don't know. It's not right. Like, it's not right. <laughs> I, it just, it doesn't feel right to me. I can't explain it. No, I know. It just doesn't. But because it feels so wrong, it makes me feel like it is right for her because she, like, is kind of going against the grain with this. No, and I, we, we love a girl who marches to the beat of her own drum. Like, we love. However, just for me, it doesn't feel right. And That's I feel I'll like say. Vanessa Hudgens is on every carpet at every event doing everything. Like, is she going to start? She should have been at LACMA. No, is she going to start to bring her husband? Ugh, it's like such a drag, you know? I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel right. And he's a baseball player. Yeah. And I love someone who has his own thing. Like Major really League? 
Um, I do believe there was a minor moment. The Pirates. Yeah, but I think he made it back to the majors. He's currently on the Albuquerque Isotopes. Oh. So I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Which is my MLB. My LB. Excuse me? M-I-L-B. I believe that means minor. That would make a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Or like major intramural league baseball or something. It's M lowercase i. It's minor. Um, so maybe he goes like up and down. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Oh, and by the way, the Pirates are major league. For, so is he on the Pirates? Pittsburgh Pirates, no. And, but he played for them. So he go, I think he goes up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, the life of a lot of uh, professional athletes. Actually, I was watching the game last night. It's like the saddest thing happened. The Chiefs versus, oh man, I like actually, this is why I can't watch football because I'm such an empath. Right. So the Chiefs game, it was like towards the end, it was very high stakes. The Green Bay team was punting the ball. So, you know, one guy kicks it and everybody runs. And one of the guys running fell. <laughs> No. <laughs> One of the guys running, like they threw a flag down because he ran too fast. Like he crossed the line he before the kicker beaver. did. He was eager beaver. And they were saying like, this guy just got picked up off the practice squad. So it's like your first big day and you're breaking like the dumbest rule. Like calm down. Like I felt so like I, I had to turn the game off. Like I felt so sad and like empathetic. Like I just knew this was like such a big deal for him. Like he finally got off the practice squad. I feel like getting on the practice squad is like, it's such a bummer as a professional. Like it's a part of just prof a lot of the professional athletes career. And to get off is like, phew. and like your first day back, you're like literally breaking one of the, like the most amateur rules. Yeah. I, I felt really sad. And it's like, because he was so eager, eager beaver because he just got off the practice squad. Like he, couldn't wait one more second. No, I know. And so the, his team did win. So hopefully, like, they just sweep it under the rug and, like, chalk it up to big, you know, big day nerves. Right, but then the next time something happens, like, they're going to bring this up again. This is a pattern. This is a pattern. Yeah. Uh, they definitely swept it under the rug yesterday, but they're not going to forget. They're not going to forget that quickly. When I tell you, like, I actually had tears in my eyes. Like, I can't even talk about it. It was so sad. That's really, like, my butt is clenching. No. <laughs> I know. It was really sad. <laughs> Would it have been better or worse if he fell? <laughs> worse. Like, for sure. But the funny thing is, is, like, I, they were playing it in slow motion, and his leg, like, crossed line. And he knew, you know? He knew. he Like, it was really, it was one of the most tragic things I've ever seen on television. I'm so sorry. It's okay. They don't tell you that about football. No, they, they don't tell you about like the immense sadness that comes with being a football fan who also is just like a deeply, you know, I'm an emotional person, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the men who watch, like they don't wait into the emotional they breeze parts past of that. it. No, but like I think about that all the time when it's like the game comes down to a kick and the kicker doesn't make it. Yeah. And it's so clear whose fault it is that the game was lost. Because usually, like, the whole team, you know. It's the, a team sport. There were mistakes made throughout the game. But, like, when it's just on 100%. one person, it's too much for one person to bear. I agree. I feel more that way in, like, college football. Because then, like, the whole school's mad at you. At least no, in and professional then you have, football, like, like, you can go home to your family and, like, your friends. Yeah. But, like, in college, that's your whole life. Like, where do you go? That's why, that's why it's really so important. I think this is a lesson for everyone. It's, like, 
not give everything to your job. You know, it's so important to have like a full life at home too, because things will go wrong at work. Whether you work, you know, in an arena where millions of people are watching or you just work at, you know, a store, like things are going to happen. And that's why it's so important to have like a full life at home or things outside of work because work will not fulfill you. No. And when they turn on you, which they will, because we're they all will. humans, we're not perfect. You're going to do something imperfect in the workplace. Like you need a refuge. You need a refuge. And that's, I'm sure what Taylor was for Travis last night. hundred percent. Oh yeah. He had a bad day at work. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Whoa. Which wasn't meant to be lake. our fifth, but I wound up moving, you know, the front Academy right. awards. Um, Billie Eilish is firing back at questions about her sexuality. She said, I like boys and girls. Leave me alone about it. So Billie Eilish was kind of like taking on variety after giving yeah. an interview and then another interview and then posting to her Instagram a picture of, well, it's a carousel, but the first picture I think is like of her pants while she's on the toilet because do you see it? I'm on, I'm on my way. Like, I think she's trying to send a message about the belt, but I'm pretty sure it's her pants on the toilet. Just that's like a like a crazy angle to take a photo of. Like that's yeah. the that's like an angle that's really only meant for your eyes. No, it's a very like I know like people post oh, everything on yeah. the internet now. Yeah, she's on the toilet for sure. She's on the toilet, but she's trying. I think she's trying to make a statement about the belt because it's like two women crawling towards one another. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the caption says, thanks Variety for my award and for also outing me on a red carpet at 11 a.m. instead of talking about anything else that matters. I like boys and girls. Leave me alone about it, please. Literally, who cares? Stream, what was I made for? So she did an interview with Variety where she talked about how she likes girls. And then okay. she was at an event for a Variety and they asked her about that question that statement she had made that, in the in the interview. The statement that she made in the interview. And she said, um, in uh, the interview, she said, I never really felt like I could relate to girls very well. And I love women so much. I love them as people. I'm attracted to them as people. I'm attracted to them for real. And then on the carpet, they asked if she had intended to come out in the issue. And she said, no, I didn't. I kind of thought, wasn't it obvious? I didn't realize people didn't know. She said she doesn't really believe in coming out. I'm just like, why can't we just exist? I've been doing this for a long time and I just didn't talk about it. Whoops. So then she said, like, thanks for outing me on the carpet. So I'm like always the first one to blame the publication. You know, I feel like they're sneaky and bad intended, you know, bad faith actors, if you will. Mm. <laughs> However, like I'm really not understanding why she's mad. Yeah, because she said what she said in her interview. And for a lot of people. And that's fabulous news. Go off. People, that was the first time that they knew. Same. So then that was the outage. Right. And then they asked. How did the outage go? And she said, I didn't intend to be outed. Yeah, I'm. But then she also like doesn't seem mad about it. I'm not sure. I can't get a read on her tone in this caption. So it's important to keep that in mind. I think maybe she's not mad. And then also she was on the toilet. <laughs> and then there's the toilet part. And the toilet. Which being, we'll get to. We'll get the to. The toilet being the hallmark picture of the carousel. So it's giving right, photo like, number one. you know, I want to flush variety down the toilet energy. It's giving variety stinks. Yeah. Right? Poo poo variety. Poo poo variety is what she's saying. I think. But also, hey, look at my belt. But also, hey, look at my belt. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. 
And I'm not an expert. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, fully transcribe this for you guys. However, what I will say is it's giving, hey, look at my belt. It is. You can also see her outfit on the carpet. I did. And I didn't understand it. But I'm really not, like, a fashionable person. You know, I'm wearing leggings. So, I, again, I'm not going to try and and translate this for everyone. Yeah. She was also at the LACMA Academy Red carpet. Oh, wait, let me go look at her look there. Because that's where everyone wore their best threads. It wasn't, um, it was not my favorite. But I just want to see like what era she's in, you know, because she like, she commits. Yeah. Hmm. I think she's in this sort of like androgynous era, if I were to guess. Yeah, but this is a Seamla. It's a Seamla, but it's kind of like a, a masculine Seamla, don't you think? Like with yes, the because it's a blazer, but pinstripe. I, yeah, but there's breasts. There, there is breasts. The thing is, Billie Eilish is a creative, and she's an artist, and she's also a young girl growing up right in front of our eyes. So I think we're going to see her through these um, eras, if you will, you know, stylistically and and creatively. So I think maybe she's in, you know, I don't know. She, yeah, she's trying new things. She's trying new things. New styles. You know, I do agree. I, I guess I think I, I actually know what she was trying to say. Um, with But it came off sounding like rude and like she was mad. But I think what she was trying to say is like, it shouldn't have to be that you have this like big affair when you come out. Like love who you love, whatever. I think that's really what she was trying to say. But it came off like a little pretentious. Like she was like yelling at people. Yeah, I think that was like half of what she was trying to say, which is like, I don't want to have to come out like this is just who I am. But then also... Upset Something that about they the outed her at 11 a.m. Yeah, right at 11 a.m. Nonetheless, which it's oh no, it's past 11 a.m. now. Yeah, this has been a nice long episode. Yeah, I mean it's Monday and do saw pet psychic, so of course we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to break down. So it starts and ends with the pet psychic. Yeah, tell her that Bruno is not happy. Maybe she can sense that. that. Maybe she can sense <laughs> it. <laughs> She definitely sensed but it. But Bruno's feelings are hurt. He said, Mom, I'm just a lover. I said, I know, Bruno. I know your intentions, but it's intention versus impact. And you're eating really, his, I think and you're eating his food and you're sitting on his couch. The pet psychic said that she felt like Bruno was a bad faith actor. That's what she said. If, and that's where I'll leave it. I'll stand up for my boy till the end. That's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Anywhere podcasts can be found. That's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places, wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast of the Five Star Review, about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing Monday. We'll see you on Tuesday. Hashtag do strong. Hashtag look at my belt. Love ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>